The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. In conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Monday, 3.30, it is time for another edition of The Hoot. Uh, This week we're uh, joined by Chief Economist Todd Hirsch. That's right. You've got it. Ah, (laughs) Always happy to have this. It only took three years of doing this. (laughs) It's been three years, Todd. Really, has it? I think it probably has. I think we've had Todd since the beginning of you and I, so yeah. We've been together for three years? It seems like... Oh, it man. seems like we've been doing it a while. Maybe it's only a couple years. No, I think it is three, Todd, to be honest with you. You're an economist. Shouldn't you have a better handle on numbers? <laughs> <laughs> it's all a rounding error. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Plus you, or minus oh, error. Yeah. Well, Todd, I know we've talked about this uh, this topic in the past, but always yeah. kind of a good indicator on, uh, I think, on, on how some folks are feeling about um, the economy and if things are getting better or not. We're looking at restaurant and bar spending in the province. Yeah, this is one of my favorite indicators to watch every month because I always think that restaurants, how much people are spending in restaurants is a good indication of how confident they're feeling about the economy. Because for most people, you know, going out to a restaurant or how much you spend at the pub watching the hockey game or whatever it's going to be is what we would call discretionary spending. In other words, you have to pay, you have to pay the heat bill, you have to put fuel in your car. But you could cut back on certain things, and restaurant and bar spending seems to be one of those kinds of things. Now, it's different if you're a, you travel for business and you probably still have to eat, but it's a good, uh, good indicator, we think, of the mood of, of what consumers are feeling. So what are they feeling right now? What's it, what are well, the numbers telling you? It's another example of be careful if you just look at the top-line number, because it, it can be deceiving. So what we did... Uh, now that we have all numbers in for 2017, we looked at it every year. And 2017, in fact, was a record-setting year for how much Albertans spent at restaurants and bars. For the average month in 2017, $766 million. So multiply that by 12, whatever that gets you, uh, and that would be the, the annual total. And that is, uh, that's a record high. That's up from where it was in 2014, 2015, 20. It's continued to grow throughout the recession and into 2017. So a sloppy analyst might just look at that and say, well, clearly Albertans didn't, you know, feel any pain in the recession at all because they spent even more money on, on restaurant food and drinks at the bars than they did before. Well, and I was going one... to ask, is that adjusted for factors well, like... Inflation. Andrew, you are way ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining all the all oh, the sorry. suspense. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> if an economist can actually create any suspense, you've just ruined it all. But um, yeah, Andrew is absolutely right. That's just the absolute number of dollars that have been spent. Now, what you want to do is adjust that for two things. One is inflation, and also population growth. Mm. Because even though we did lose some people to other provinces in 2015, 2016, the overall population continued to grow. And that's because of international migration and also uh, uh, deaths minus births, or births minus deaths, natural population growth. 
So you adjusted for inflation, you adjusted for there's more people in Alberta than there were three or four years ago. Then the story is different, and we start to see the per capita inflation-adjusted spending, it is starting to fall. And it has been falling steadily since 2014, which the average person might say that makes much more sense because, Mm -hmm. you know, listeners might be saying, we know we've pulled in how much or we pulled back on how much we've been spending at restaurants. So would the other factor be, um, the other factors be also um, increased costs in the restaurants? Yeah. You know, because for whatever, whether they be labor or uh, supply costs. Yeah. Um, But also, when you're looking at a number for a restaurant, how do you know it's just Albertans eating at the restaurant? (laughs) It's like you had the script ahead of time. Imagine that. Busted. Well, the other factor we think that plays into this, but we have no way of really kind of measuring it, but we can make some, some inferences. We do know that 2015, 2016, 2017 were record-setting years for tourism in Alberta. Ah. In other words, we had more people visiting the province than ever before. That was helped out by uh, the U.S. economy doing well, the Canadian dollar having softened. So we saw a record number of visitors, especially Americans, come last year. And, of course, when you're a tourist, when when you're visiting, you almost have no choice but to eat out in those restaurants. So... Some of the boosts that we did see, even in the absolute numbers, we we talked about that number rising. Some of that, we think, is because of uh, the added uh, boost from tourists uh, that are they're spending money on on food and beverage in the province. So, if you were to somehow strip that away, now we don't know how much it was for <laughs> tourists, but if you strip that away, then you see how much the average Albertan is spending is probably even lower. Hmm. You know, yeah, you adjusted for inflation and population growth. We see that uh, per capita inflation adjusted is falling. Strip away whatever factor for tourism. And you do really see that, in fact, the recession did chew into uh, Albertans' enthusiasm to eat out. And, and you know, you mentioned a moment ago discretionary buying and why it's important because it it represents confidence uh, more so than anything else uh, among the people in the economy, how much they're willing to spend rather than save for a rainy day. I'm reminded, I don't know what the expression is, but it's, I think, two blind men, you know, describing an elephant based on feel, and they see it different ways. Mm -hmm. There'd be other ways to look at the health of restaurants, wouldn't there, such as maybe the number of people employed in the industry or perhaps the number of people who declare their main income as being a restaurant or simply just the number of restaurants. Yeah, and that's an, uh, another interesting th- thing, too, is that even through the recession, uh, the number of restaurants increased. Huh. And I know, I know I'm know, i a bit of a foodie, so I'm pretty <laughs> familiar with the restaurant scene, both here in Calgary, where I live, but also in Edmonton, where I am at least once a week. And, you know, everyone knows that there's all these really new, great restaurants, especially Edmonton, the last couple of years. So even through a recession, you know, there's there's still new restaurants coming up. I know a lot of them are struggling. There's no question about that. But uh, there does really seem to be um, a keen appetite, pardon the pun nah. there, for, for, for new restaurants. And I think... Uh, uh, people who do still want to go out and spend money, what they're doing is they're being very careful with where they're eating. In other words, this meal better knock it out of the park. I'm not spending money on mm-hmm. mediocre food and mediocre service anymore. I want to go somewhere. I'm willing to spend some money, 
eating out and, and, and drinking and having food and fun, but it better be a great experience. Hmm. And it was interesting, too, because just this week, who was it, uh, Open Table revealed their list of the 100 best restaurants in Canada. There's like 10 restaurants in Calgary on there and four of them from Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah. So. We, we really do. We really, uh, I think, come a long way, both cities in that Epicurean sort of, and it's a tourist draw, too. I know some people might roll their eyes at that, but there's a reason why En Route magazine, Air Canada's, mm-hmm. you know, magazine, why they rate these restaurants in Canada, because people will actually visit a city to go to a restaurant. And both Calgary and Edmonton have restaurants in that, that caliber now. Yeah, I'm, we were heading to New Orleans later this week, and we're specifically going to a place that we've wanted to go for a very very long time but we've we're doing it like yeah, this is it like isn't that funny plan, because we don't plan we, the food where right. you gonna go you think of it in terms of a trip don't you todd like like jay just described we're going to new orleans we're going to try this new restaurant yeah. right uh we're going to vegas this weekend we're going to uh gordon ramsay's mm-hmm. new uh hell's kitchen in caesar's palace um, you, that makes sense. Nobody would question that. But you, when you live somewhere, you don't think of it the same way. You don't mm-hmm. think, well, why would anybody coming to Alberta yeah. specifically want to see a particular restaurant? <laughs> um, but that is out there, and there are people that who do is, that. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people in the food industry particularly, uh, they make it a point. They're going to visit every restaurant on the top ten list. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Edmonton, I think at three uh, on last year's or the last list from from Onward yep. Magazine, three restaurants. Yep. So, you know, it, it does start to draw people and uh, into the cities for tourism. It adds to the interest of the city. It's mm-hmm. no longer that you're just going to a city maybe for a sporting event or maybe to visit relatives. But there's actually, you know, you, you can go in as a tourist, visit a city because of the food and even cities like calgary and edmonton which you know we're not new orleans or paris but uh, there is that growing sense of we can attract people because we're doing some really interesting yeah. things a lot of local ingredients a lot of very <clears throat> pardon me um canadian flavors to these uh these dishes they're creating so i'm awesome. really excited about it you, you know what todd i'm just thinking here <laughs> you know as i do um that you know the growth is not as as good as it's been in the past, the numbers, if you really strip away and, and uh, uh, adjust that they're, you know, the recovery is not 100% there. But you know yeah. what? The numbers would be even worse if there wasn't a change in technology like skip the dishes. Mm. I mean, think yeah. about that. Like restaurants are finding new ways to sell food. Uber Eats. Yeah, that, Uber yeah. Eats. All these services where they're, okay, if we can't get them to come into the restaurant, can we get the food to them? Imagine yeah. if those, if that thought process, and this is why it's so important for companies to be thinking ahead about how they do their business, because just think how bad the numbers would be if there was none of those services. Oh, absolutely. So they're making use of those technologies. They're making it easier. And for some people, that is the barrier. It's like, oh, are we going to, you know, mm-hmm. go out to eat tonight? Well, I don't want to, you know, get dressed up and it's cold. It's freezing cold. But they can use the uh, Uber Eats or, or skip the dishes and and uh, making it easier for the for the consumer. So I guess uh, last question, why should we give a hoot? I would assume the an- well, I shouldn't give the answer, Todd, because why did we book you? So why, <laughs> why, why should we give why should we give a hoot about this? We should give a hoot for a couple of reasons. The restaurant and bar industry is a massive industry. Most people know somebody who either used to work at a restaurant or bar or maybe still does or owns a restaurant. Almost all of us, by the way, uh, got our first start in the work world often at a restaurant. I know mm, I worked at the I Earl's did. restaurant yep. chain. 
Um, so there's that. It's a big industry. It affects a lot of people. But the other reason, as an economist, why I like it is because it's one of those really telling indicators that, uh, you know, are we are we coming out of the recession? Are things struggling? I think the answer to that is both. Um, yeah, things are improving, but judging by the per capita spending at restaurants being down, Albertans are still being tight with their dollars that way. Yeah, I know somebody had texted, oh, so people bought less food uh, during a recession. Surprise. Who knew? That's not the point. Mm. That's not the point at all. The point is you'll have a government saying that we're in recovery, but, you know, to an unemployed oil worker who lives alone, um, unemployment is 100%. Mm-hmm. So you have to, <laughs> you know, you have to take a look at the statistics and say, does, you know, are we in recovery or not? So it would appear as though still quite a bit in the depth of of recovery as opposed to recovered. That's right. And I, I've always, I know different economists and different people have used that word recover. I like the word evolve. Recover <laughs> implies we're going back to where it was in 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. And I don't think that's happening. But I am optimistic that things are moving in the right direction, but they're evolving. The composition of the labor market particularly is changing, I think, for the for the better. Um, lower paying jobs, but more diversity of jobs in, in more diverse sectors. And that, I think, will actually help us. I don't know if anyone just wants to snap our fingers and we go back to 2014, because then everything would start all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think more people, if they thought about it, they would say, actually, maybe our province does need to evolve. And that, you know, as I've been saying a lot in these hoot segments, that evolution, it takes longer. It It is a little unclear exactly what we're evolving into what these new sectors are going to look like. But gauging from the indicators that I follow, I think that's how I would describe Alberta in 2018. We're evolving. We are improving, but we're not just going back to where we were in 2014. Todd Hirsch. Yep, always a great conversation, Todd. Appreciate it. And for the record, by the way, I don't uh, read your notes. So just see so you. Yeah, know. whatever, whatever. <laughs> you just delete them. Yeah, no. <laughs> I look at the topic and go, yeah, I'll wing it. Thanks, Todd. We'll talk to you next Thanks, week. Thanks, guys. Always Alrighty. fun. Okay. okay, very good. It's 3.50. By the way, I mentioned the uh, 100 best restaurants for a night out, yeah. according to Open Table. In Edmonton, that list uh, includes some new ones. Uh, Biera in Ritchie Market, Boondock, Bundock, mm. Sabor Restaurant, and Woodwork are the four in Edmonton mm. that made the list. talking about food. Of course, Todd got us talking about food. I just found out uh, last night, this is, it's funny to be talking about uh, high-end restaurants, right? Which we were, and you were going over the list of Edmonton restaurants. But at the same time, one of our listeners sent us a picture of a kitten, sent you a picture (laughs) of a kitten, and you forwarded it to me, right? And so I forwarded it to my wife, who then forwarded it to my daughter, right? (laughs) And uh, then I, she said, well, where is this kitten? And I said, write them and just explain who you are. So if you're still listening, you're about to get an email from my daughter. But, um, and, but when you forward, sometimes the email doesn't come up yeah. as to where it originated. So she was like, well, what's the email address? So I went back to my tablet. I copied the email address, and then I went to paste it in texting. But texting won't do that. It, it pastes instead the last thing that I had copied and pasted. So what was it? Hey, everybody, exclamation point. KFC is now on Skip the Dishes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what kind of life am I living? 
Well, I was looking at this list, um, and so the ones that in Edmonton, the four that are on here of Canada's 100 best restaurants for night out, according to Open Table, I've only been to one of them. Because mm. um, I'm just not really a foodie. New. No, you're I know it excites simple, you. Right? It's, it's not my no, thing. it's not exciting yeah. me. I like good food, but I know. But I, I haven't been to any of the ones in Calgary. I've been to one in Vancouver. The Blue Water Cafe was there, and if you like seafood, mm. it's a place to go. But a friend of mine had her 40th birthday party there. But yeah, I'm looking at this. Oh, and you know what made the list in Vancouver? The Sports Bar Live at Rogers Arena. Really? Well, so I don't know how great them. that is, or what they're getting, what yeah. you're being charged for. I don't know, gourmet hot dog at uh, Rogers Arena. But yeah, it made one of the like the top 100 restaurants in the country. Here's the funny thing about me. You go to one of, uh, speaking of like burgers. And there's a keg on here. A keg made it? In Sorry, Windsor. keg. Um, you go to uh, like a high-end, top-of-the-line, deluxe, uh, you know, uh, burger place, right? Like Gordon Ramsay's burger place mm-hmm. in Las Vegas, right? i got to be honest with you. And you know I love Gordon Ramsay. And I just love being in a restaurant that I think you might have walked through. Uh, but I eat it and go, my burgers are better. Like, the ones I barbecue are better, right? And the only reason we're going to um, we're going to Hell's Kitchen in New Orleans is because I made the reservation for the day that it is actually Carol's birthday. So, and we watch Hell's Kitchen. And while it's not filmed in Las Vegas, it's filmed in L.A., this restaurant is a recreation of that restaurant, which is funny because that restaurant isn't even really a restaurant. Mm. It's a set. Yeah, right? yeah. So this is an actual restaurant with a red kitchen and a blue kitchen. And the winner of last season is the head chef there. And I've already reached out to her. And so there's some stuff happening there that'll be pretty cool. Um but I'm not like, I cannot wait to taste their potatoes mm. or whatever. I'm like, it'll be you know, a meal, right? It's uh, crawfish time in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. So we're, we've never done a crawfish boil, so I think we're going mm. to do that. Look at you. And you've never done those uh, things, eh? Those the beignets. Beignets. No, I'm not standing in line anywhere. Yeah, but you only have to stand to in line it. if you're taking them. Like, you just go, you wait for a table, yeah. you jump over the little fence and sit down, <laughs> and then maybe I cut in line. <laughs> I don't know. Lineups. Right, but because everyone's ordering the same yeah. thing, so it's not like there's a big menu. It's, they just come over and throw them it's down, like right? Deep fried lard with some sugar icing. I it's really good, it. just so you and know. Chicory coffee. Yeah, yeah it's no, really, no. really mm-hmm. good. It melts in your mouth yeah. good. There's other things that I'd rather eat in New Orleans than pastry. Oh, it's funny that you draw the line right there, but okay, that's fine. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't also excited to do it, but the <laughs> kids wanted to do it, and Carol wanted to do it, so we did it. It was like, well, that is really, really good. No, it was now, demands. Don't do it on a windy day. No. Because that icing blows over everything and everybody. <laughs> like, you're literally finding it days later. It's like after you go camping, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're like, is that soot under my nails? Mm-hmm. That's the same thing. Like, days, you won't even be in New Orleans anymore. You'll be finding icing sugar in crevices. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like going to Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You get caught up in a bad wave. <laughs> yeah. Find the sand Is for days. Sand? Ow. Ouch. Ow. Anyway, yeah, so there you go. There you go. Um, coming up after four o'clock, mm-hmm. we haven't talked about this yet. We have Rod Stewart tickets to give oh, away today. that's right. Rod Stewart coming to town. Um, so uh, uh, you're going to have to identify a song. Oh, Just one song. Okay. You've picked the song already? Now, did you do it or did Brad? I did it. Producer Brad didn't. Okay. So we're not going to play the whole song Mm-mm. then with, the with song somebody introducing it, yeah. them. Not right now, Chedville. No, not for... It'll probably be 4.50 is yeah. usually when we get to it, but we might do it before then. So don't go anywhere.
But for sure, if we haven't done it by 4.50, we'll do it at 4.50. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.